0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 16mm film crew podcast. Hi. I'm Cindy.
1: I'm Jermaine, a.k.a. the Lituation, because I'm devoting my nickname to the situation who got out of jail. And I'm Dale.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, You guys can listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, and Spotify at 16mm film crew. And you can follow us on Twitter at 16mm... Millimeter crew podcast and on Instagram at 16 millimeter crew. Yep, yep. Now we have something really exciting happening. Um oh okay. That was, was our ninth episode, not our tenth, but okay, cool. I was gonna say we're on 10 episodes, so we're having a little Woo. giveaway. Um we are giving away an Adestrada poster now. In order to win this giveaway, you have to follow us on Instagram or Twitter and comment on our latest posts and tell us what your favorite Brad Pitt movie is. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Um, we'll have our links in the description of this promo video that will be coming out on Instagram. Dale's and on
1: favorite Brad Pitt movie is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actually, for what it would be, my... Uh, okay, for Brad Pitt, yeah. Hmm. No, it's Troy
0: and yeah definitely make sure to comment leave a comment even leave a little like or whatever but we'll definitely be choosing the winner for that poster from those outlets so make sure you go over and do that now we're gonna jump right into it the emmys was on sunday yeah dale was, watched no one else did that and was. that's why the ratings were so
2: <laughs> it was yeah the Emmys they were
1: dismal um, they were really bad. Yeah. Good for you, Dale. Good
0: for you, Dale. Yeah. So we had our predictions. We did a podcast. I guess it was like maybe our second one second or, episode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we had the predictions of what who we wanted to win, who we thought we were going actually to win. And now we know. So I guess we can go through it, talk a little bit about predictions, and then the winners of the Emmys. I was fine with it with the people who won. I didn't really care to be honest i was I, really glad that Gerald jerome won
2: i didn't really care the show was kind of like really bad remember a couple of years ago about that whole um was it oscars so white thing yeah this, they were saying
0: that this really
2: is the same thing like right after like because um rupaul won for variety not variety for um co- competition mm-hmm. and then Jerell jerome won and then pose uh billy, billy Order, porter Order. one so you had like three black guys mm-hmm. when no black women at all and no. the rest were just like white people yeah so
0: um yeah and that's i mean tv is so diverse now that you would think that there would be more people of color winning because there are so many shows that talk about black
2: stories but yeah nope
0: like look at the nominees. You had <laughs> work out.
2: Sandra O, oh, Viola Davis. You had Sterling K. Brown. You had um, um, what's the dude from Blackish?
0: Oh, um, him, Anthony Anderson. Yeah,
2: <laughs> alliteration. I was, yeah. But you had a lot of and even um Gerald Drums, one of his co-stars from um when they see us was nominated. Asante Black. You had um, excuse me, Niecy, what Niecy Nash. No, yeah, Niecy, Niecy Niecy Nash. Nash. You had mashallah ali you had um michael k williams like all these black actors like were nominated and yeah it was just bad
0: so from this list it looks like most of the people that we thought were gonna win didn't win at all
2: (laughs) i think i only got one right for my predictions one right yeah and i think as a group we got one well you got i think you got like three right me personally yeah
0: who did I say was going to win? Um, cuz I don't remember. Oh wait, hey, guess yes, I do. Oh yeah, he didn't win for that. Um yeah.
1: I know we agreed on Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones supporting actor.
2: I I think I went for who did I go for in that category? Oh, yeah, I
0: did get some of them right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was right about
2: You're right with most of them. Yeah, I was right about a lot yeah. of them. But um So what I was wrong
0: about was a lo- um there were a few that I was wrong about.
2: So I want to start with Outstandingly, actress, adri- actress in a drama series.
0: I think Adrian. Hold on, We've got to get there. um
2: We kind of had Camilla Clark, Sandrio, or Laura you Lin- Boo! Lin- you l- got
0: to get her name right. It's Amelia. Amelia Clark. Clark. I'm sorry. It's right in front of you. too yeah, like You, know you have zero it, excuses.
2: You now. can't talk because hey, go in, go back and listen to this <laughs> episode. She can't excuses. pronounce anybody's name, so she can't That's get it. The names
0: are all difficult. Amelia Clark is so easy to say.
2: So, I can say easy names. You I can say hard names. You can't say easy names.
0: I need you to get it together.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's too famous
0: for you to not know what her name is. Where are we? Okay. outstanding Stanley <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead.
2: Amelia Clark. hmm Sandra O, oh and Laura Lin- Linley. Linley. We were completely wrong on that one.
0: So, I I thought Laura Linley was probably going to get it. Yeah. But the same. But no, she didn't. It's was Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. Yeah. Haven't watched Killing Eve, so I don't know if her performances are good, but I guess it is.
2: I think we're per. Well, I was gambling on the strength of Game of Thrones.
0: I wanted Emilia to win. Yeah. That was like who I wanted, but I was also thinking, okay, like who is actually going to win? I feel like she doesn't get probably the credit she deserves for mm-hmm. her performances in that show. And season eight was really strong. So she should have. I would have loved for her to win, but yeah this seems very emmy choice for who are the voters for emmys like who votes for those things
2: you're not supposed to know
0: because we know. know who votes for the oscars
2: the yeah, oscars is all um it's,
0: it's people skilled. who are on the oscar yeah 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 it's skilled people right yeah but so. no one knows who votes for the emmy so i'm like who were people actually watching these shows or were they just like yeah let's just let's do that
2: a dart to a wall yeah
0: yeah hmm. I'm sure she was fine but whatever. Um <laughs> outstanding lead actor Billy Porter, Porter. We all knew that. Yeah, we all knew that. That was a that was a He was, gonna, was, a he was definitely going to win. Yeah. Haven't seen Pose. So I can't I love him though. I think he's great. Oh, he's just amazing. As, a person, as a person like yeah. yeah, just as a person I think he's awesome so I'm really happy he won this. Yeah. Um let's see outstanding supporting actress uh, it was just mostly Game of Thrones. None of them won. None of them won. None of them won. None of them won. Julie Gardner won. Now, I watched Ozark a bit, so I know she's pretty good in that.
2: It It's the shock that Game of Thrones just got swept in, like, every major category. Game of Thrones
0: barely won anything. They, I mean, everyone says they won the night because they won Best Drama. But I don't know. I just feel like that was kind of a legacy when, like, your show was really great your last season might have not been but your show was so
2: yeah and i know we're skipping ahead but if you watched that um the nominees for that if you go and look at um who was nominated for that award um you had better call Saul, bodyguard game of thrones killing eve ozark post succession and this is us i think we all kind of figured game of thrones we all agreed we mm-hmm. thought Killian Eve Ozark pose one of those four was gonna win, mm-hmm. and when Game of Thrones won, if you saw D and D when they went up, like they all went up, like you could literally see the the oh my gosh, like like the relief from winning. Because had they not won, it was not gonna look good for them at all. Yeah,
0: they didn't win any. Even in the technical stuff, they weren't yeah. they weren't getting them. So, hmm. yeah. Julie Gardner, yeah. Yeah. I feel like she deserved it too. She did. Yeah. She did a great Full. job in those mm, Yeah. I believe it. Okay, supporting actor. Um, none of us thought Peter well, I you guess guys. I said but I mean on this list it, it was underlined, so I didn't know. Yeah,
2: you guys you guys <laughs> you guys picked Peter Peter Inglage. I kinda did um my troll win was Nicolai Casaraldo. Mm. And my real one was Chris Sullivan. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> was Nikolai
0: all... was like, he's not going to win. He said that in an interview before the Emmy's yeah. came out. That's yeah. funny.
2: But, um, yeah.
0: yeah. Peter Dinklage, great actor. I feel like he did a great performance in season eight. And I feel like he's probably one of the best actors on that show. One yeah. of the better ones. Yeah, He's probably the best actor on that show. Him and Lita Heedy are probably top two. Nikolai's really good, too, as well. Well. So uh, the last season, but yeah.
2: His work is more overseas than over here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Peter, he's, and I feel like he deserved it too. So I'm not like stressed he's out. He's a
1: pretty solid actor. Yeah. yeah. And most of the things that I see him in, he performs very well. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, yay.
1: <laughs> Outstanding
2: lead actress in a comedy series. This is you once again.
0: Me? feedback. Yes. Yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is my girl, so I was actually very proud of her and her show. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't watched Fleabag, but I have watched the stuff that she's been in, other like in other movies, and I've really liked her in that. And she's also really funny. Like if you watch her interviews and stuff,
2: she came, she left for like three. Oh yeah, she
0: caught the bag. Okay, my girl, my sis took home mad awards. Yeah, and they. They beat up Veep. Julia. That's the thing. Julia I thought Louie Dreyfus has gone home. Like every single time she's been nominated, she's copped those awards.
2: I thought she would win because, based on the strength of her career mm-hmm. and it being the um last season of Veep, <laughs> I thought so it, Veep she was like a, a lot.
0: Oh, we got but snubbed. Yeah, they did. They got snubbed, bro. Which is sad because it really is their last season. Like they don't get another opportunity to do this. I'm just glad Rachel Brosnan didn't win because she always wins, and I'm I was tired of her.
2: Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> other one we got. I'm Marla sorry, no.
0: <laughs> I'm not here for that, no. Yeah, I heard Kristen Applegate did good in debt to Me. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. But mm. lead actor Bill Hader in a comedy series. Yeah, I would have loved Don Cheadle to win. Yeah, I really was, would have. That was my. I bet. really would have.
2: It was. I had either him or Michael Douglas.
0: Yeah, him or Michael Douglas. And but. Then,
2: the funny thing I'm after okay hater, I'm fine. yeah i'm fine with it
0: but bill
2: I'm haters sure. impressed me like between this and between it chapter two as bad as the movie was he acted He, his,
0: i heard he was the one of the best parts of it yeah so the there funny,
1: was a part in it that i actually wound a couple of times because i couldn't believe that bill Hader acted so well in it yeah i was like did he really just do that so i went back and looked at it again like
2: uh, yeah. the funny thing about this award was, I think right after, they had Don Cheadle presenting another award, like announcing the <laughs> That's winner.
0: So <laughs> and him and Christian Bell be
2: and he he's like, he's in character, pissed that he didn't win. And I thought that was funny. And he's like, I've been nominated ten times and I ain't won yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good for him. Yeah. Put it out there. You Christian Bale or Christian? Kristen. I was a like, Christian Chris, Bale guy. i mean like, Veronica was Mars? Christian Bell, you know? Oh yeah, love her. Yeah.
0: Okay, supporting actress in a comedy series, Alec Borstein and the Marvelous Girl. <laughs> I don't watch the Marvelous mm-hmm. and Mr. Measles, so I don't know nothing about that show.
2: Yeah. I've
0: seen her in other comedy things, mm-hmm. but I didn't know her name until Sunday night.
2: You didn't, you never watched Mad TV?
0: I didn't know her name. Oh. Okay. I saw her in other stuff, but like. And she seemed like so like nonchalant about the award. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of hate
2: her. That. Her speech was a lot, though. She went over and talked about how... I think a lot of the speeches were almost kind of very political in a way. Which, giving, a, giving a, <laughs> Given. That's a given. That's a given. But <laughs> she spoke about how her... I think her grandmother mm-hmm. was... in I could not see tra- ca- concentration camp. And they were in, being in line to shoot them. And she said... um, Her grandmother asked the officer what would happen if she, she stepped out of line. And the guard was like, I don't want to shoot you, and I'm not going to, but somebody else probably will. And her grandmother, like, stepped in the line. And she was like, had my grandmother not stepped out of line, I wouldn't be here today. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Okay, I take back yeah. about her
2: being nonchalant.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was very...
2: That yeah, was very, like, cool Yeah, whoa. Hey, whoa.
0: Okay, go, girl. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, supporting actor, Tony Schlaub.
2: Shalhoub. Schlaub. <laughs>
1: Schlaub.
0: Schlaub. that sounds that feels like a german saying pronunciation of that name he's probably he's probably jewish
1: right <laughs> yeah
0: that last name was jewish
2: right i don't know but Hebrew. my mind went totally left when you tried to pronounce that i apologize <laughs> <Schlaub>. <laughs> I, yeah i skipped, I skipped the yeah. h and went to the I, okay, yeah okay, I you got it now what
0: did you okay i don't get it
2: um think about it it'll take a second
1: um thing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got where you were going oh man
0: is it a penis joke is that what i'm missing out on because i don't get the reference but i understand it, that it really
2: could be oh like, never... uh, uh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 uh, she lit she lit the light <laughs> oh my
1: gosh
2: uh i think we had we had Henry Winkler and Tony Hale <laughs> winning?
0: I would have loved Henry Winkler to win it. That was your person. Um, that was, yeah, that was my vote. Yeah. But, mm.
2: yo, Veep got hosed.
0: Yo, Veep <laughs> really got bodied. Like, they did not, they didn't win
2: anything. anything.
0: And that's a show that was very influential, especially in, like, I guess our culture, our mainstream media culture. Like, people were all talking about that. Yeah. So the fact that,
2: walk away with nothing it's crazy soon. so for outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie Michelle, Michelle Williams, Williams won
0: Amy but Adams again <laughs>
2: yeah your girl walked away with
0: nothing you know one day she's gonna just bag every single award and this I'm is, just I'm waiting for
2: these this this is her first what her first Emmy nomination though yeah but she gets hoes in the Oscars like every year yeah she's yeah. so
0: good like I would have dedicated my award to Amy Adams had I won
2: Macy Nash Mm. it's okay
0: the fact that she got nominated for something that wasn't comedy i think that's an that's a big yes yeah, accomplishment itself. in my book so i hope she walked away thinking that but i don't know i feel
2: like michelle williams was kind of the safe
0: win for the yeah. committee she is she was exactly the safe win like so, <laughs> she's safe
2: yeah um, um, um i liked
0: her speech i thought it was pretty good about the pay
2: or the pay gap
0: the pay gap yeah, yeah. And the fact that she mentioned that African-American women also do get paid less than even, like, white women. So, Mm -hmm. you go, girl. I really support her. I think she's doing some good stuff. And, like, besides acting, like, she's actually, like, an activist. And I vibe with that. Yep. Lead actor in a limited series. (laughs) Jerome Jerome. Did you see that video of him dancing in his robe?
2: I didn't see that video. I saw the video afterwards of, um... (laughs) Remember, um... Dawson's Creek. or you have you heard of Dawson's Creek? Mm-hmm. James Vanderbeek. There's a crowd shot of when they announced the winner, and you see him do this, and everybody was like, "Yo, he put the black fist up in there." <laughs> uh, Dawson. Well, James. <laughs> Dawson. <laughs> James <laughs> Look, the two favorite. Everybody's two favorite white guys are either James Vanderbeek or uh, Zach Morris. Think about it. Think about it. Zach who? Zach Morris. Um, Mark Paul Gossler. You don't know who Zach? You don't know who he looks like?
0: Who is that?
2: Zach from Saved by the Bell.
0: Oh, Zach!
2: Wow.
0: I thought you were saying the actor's real name. No, it's his name ben is Zang. Mark. His real name oh, is okay. Mark
2: Paul Gossler. But between those two, they're like their favorite. Our favorite white guys. Because I guess we grew up watching their shows. So I don't know.
0: He's not my favorite. Not yeah, my
2: favorite though, but my
0: favorite boys are from the oc zach, you, know who you are zach, zach was a dick <laughs> okay um yeah.
2: jerome jerome you know
0: <laughs> so proud of him everyone's really proud of him that was
2: a shocking win
0: yeah because he beat out mahershala Ar- ali and Jer- sam jared. rockwell
2: benicio del toro hugh grant jared
0: harris in chernobyl wow
2: yeah.
0: your girl is shocked because yeah. i was like Andrew i mean yeah. These are not these are not easy guys to get over on. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nah. some. Those are some heavy hitters. This category is pretty stacked with like really amazing actors. Yeah. So the fact that he won is awesome. I kind of hope that it wasn't like a. Oh, we've seen someone. We've seen diversity win. I'm kind of hoping that's not what it was.
2: Um, I don't know. I would be it be a diversity win? Because you ought to have Benicio del Toro, Machado Ali, or him so i don't know
0: okay so my person i thought was gonna win was jared harris for Chernobyl, yeah. right so i thought like if anyone was gonna get it it would have been him mm-hmm. regardless i'm glad that you're all i'm i <laughs> didn't i'm really happy we, that he won
2: when they see us they got one so yes. that was the one when they got to the night which people were shocked for as well
0: yeah so moving on
1: moving forward hmm
0: Supporting actress in a limited series, Patricia Arquette for the act. Um, yeah, she always wins stuff.
2: She won last, didn't she?
0: Yeah, not for this, for something else.
2: For lead actress or something like that.
0: Yeah, one of those. One of those. Yeah. And fine. Like I don't really. I think she's good. She's a really good actress in the things I've seen her in. But I don't know. She's just one of those people. I. "Eh." I'm not affected by her in any real
2: way well I know she got attacked last year for making a weird speech Um, yeah
0: she's one of those like really outspoken people who like who loves saying like being that person like that person to be bold and to be in your face like she's I think she thrives on that or whatever
2: (laughs) she made a speech about her transgender sister dying yeah so yeah Okay. Not that that's a negative, but just that's what she made her speech out of. Um, but Ben Whitshaw won Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series. Yeah, he's good. Yeah,
0: I like him. Um, Stellan Star- Skarsgård in Chernobyl, though. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've only seen one episode of Chernobyl, but from that episode, I thought Stellan was great. So. Yeah. But also Asante Black. Why did none of us <laughs> predict anything for
2: this? I think because at <laughs> did the time we not know? Like, I think at the time none of us had watched when they had seen oh, us we didn't watch when anything. they see us. Yeah. Uh we've all saw Chernobyl and the only one at the time who had seen Escape from Denimore was um Jermaine. Or he knew the story. I knew the story. So yeah.
0: Okay. Um so we
2: just rolled with that one. Yes. And we kinda covered outstanding drama series early. Yeah. Er,
0: I also heard that the competition wasn't that great for these, so it was kind of easy for Game of Thrones to win. I don't know if I truly believe that, but that's what I've heard from other people talking about this. Yeah. Yep, and Fleabag one for outstanding comedy series, just dope. Outstanding limited series Chernobyl. Yeah, I think we all knew that. Yeah. You had you had Fosse Verdon though.
2: Uh, for comedy series. No limited series. Limited series. I did have Fosse Verdon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then Black Mare Bandersnatch won for television movie No, yeah So, one thing I know is that Beyonce didn't win anything for her um, Homecoming documentary Which is, weird. James was, Corden won over her in one of those categories
2: Was it James Corden? That's what I saw She won, it was for, what, Best Musical Direction?
0: I know yeah. she didn't win for that Yeah,
2: she didn't win for that at all Which and if you've seen
0: Homecoming, like you'll know that. I feel like despite like if you whatever your feelings are on Beyonce, just the actual look of the documentary itself was so good that I feel like you couldn't.
1: Yeah, sounded great
2: too. And it
0: sounded great too. So I don't know, but the Beehive was not pleased. (laughs) I know that. Of course not. They were not
2: pleased. Beehive, they're never satisfied. Nope. Yeah.
0: Okay. Are you still looking something up?
2: Oh, no. Whenever. Mm -hmm.
0: So, we have some weekend box office debuts. Yep. um, With Downton Abbey coming out on top this weekend. Now, I watched Downton Abbey. I didn't know why they were making a movie about it. It seemed unnecessary. And the only reason I'll say that is because they'll usually have, like, an hour or so epi- like Christmas episodes that they'll do at the end of each season or they'll come out with like a Christmas episode special so for them to actually make a whole movie about it it didn't make sense when I felt like they could have just done
1: mm-hmm. and
0: everyone would have still watched it so that's why I was confused on there was a movie but there's a movie and I won't watch it because I don't know I feel like Downton Abbey's appeal lost its grip a couple of years ago so I'm not really well for me
2: yeah like it made what thirteen point yeah, no, so, eight million Friday it opens, and another two point one million on Thursdays.
0: Thirty one million. Thirty one, yeah. No, thirteen point eight, yeah, million Friday. So
2: projected for that weekend, it was about thirty one.
0: Mm.
2: Which, you know, it's kind of the best opening for in recent years for TV to movie adaptations outside of Mission good. Impossible and Star Trek. Yeah. So. And,
0: and so. then Rambo last
2: yeah that came out of nowhere i thought it wasn't gonna do that good but apparently it's you know kind of opening weekend it was kind of vying with ad astra which is surprising
0: yeah you, you wouldn't know, think
2: it wouldn't you know
0: you wouldn't think but yeah. i don't know i guess it had a rambo has a really huge cult following so yeah
1: I've i have was watching creed him. and my dad's like Oh, I don't watch movies, but Rambo. I like that Rambo. <laughs> that <And> Rambo guy? <laughs> that Rambo guy. That Rambo guy. And uh, he's foreign, funny. so when he came here in America, that was one of the first movies that he watched. Yeah. So there's definitely a following, especially when you say it's Rambo's last blood. You're like, what is Sylvester Stallone up to now? Mm-hmm. But did the movie need to be made, though?
2: Nope they really did
1: it well don't tell that to sylvester stallone
0: he believed it in so he did it um and then ad astra astra i want to ad, say Adestrada astra so bad. ad astra ad astra ad astra ad that's what i'm calling it
1: okay it sounds like food
0: doesn't it doesn't carlos
1: you
2: know but hey um but yeah it's surprising like I, I don't think anybody expected opening weekend for Downton Abbey to do as good as it did.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's the
2: thing. Like, in comparison, like, like everybody kind of thought, you know, Brad Pitt and Ad Astra would sweep the weekend and for, you know, Downton Abbey to, to outdo it. And then also, Ad Astra kind of struggle opening weekend with Rambo is kind of weird to see. Because we all know in the long run, Ad Astra is going to outsell both of them anyway. <clears throat> but just on the opening weekend, it's kind of a shock. So
0: very interesting. Okay. Moving swiftly on to our film reviews. Yeah. Dale watched Ad Astra. Ad Astra. <laughs> Ad, Astra. Ad, Astra. Ad Astra. Okay. And The Goldfinch. Jermaine watched Peanut Butter Falcon and I watch A Good Time, which has not come out this weekend. It came out like a year ago or two years ago, but it was still great. So it's a rewatch for you. No, I haven't watched it yet. That was your first it watch? It was first watch, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So go ahead.
2: Um, yeah, Ad Astro was amazing. I'm trying to like give my review at least the least amount of spoilers as possible. The cinematography, amazing. Like, there's a scene where he's walking through a corridor, I don't know if it was in the trailer or not, and it's red, and you kind of can see the isolation of him being alone. There are a lot of scenes because there are a lot of internal monologues from Bad Print in the movie. And there are some scenes where the vocals of the other people aren't saying anything. But and he's telling you how they're moaning, oh, this person sad or whatever. But it works. Like you don't think internal monologues work in a movie, but it does work in this movie. There's a um there's a scene I like near the end where Okay, so the point I add, Ashley we've all seen the trailers, is him with his dad. They mention his dad. Mm-hmm. He actually finds his dad, and there's a scene where... Spoilers. spoiler, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to do this with no spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler warnings, but, you know, there's a scene where they're talking, and just the emotions from him and Tommy Lee just emoting with their face was, like, so powerful. Like, to me, the best description for this movie would be if moonlight was about that his upbringing and interstellar was about um uh what's his name again matthew mcconaughey's relationship with his daughter this is about brad pitt and his father that's the best description i can give without giving it away there are scenes in the movie where in film of space is always seen as filmed as being lonely but they only show like the ship in space with nothing, or the person on a spacewalk, and the movie they show scenes of like Brad Pitt being alone and his like situational like breakdown of awareness, and how they shot and edited it was just beautiful. Like, yeah, so that's a five out of five. If you haven't seen that Asher yet, go see it. You know, that's like I think this coming cycle for the Oscars, Brad Pitt is probably going to be nominated for best actor. Just based off the strength of this movie alone, so yeah.
0: You also watched another movie, and I
2: also watched The Goldfinch. (laughs) (laughs) First off, cinematography is wonderful, beautiful. You know, Roger Deakins, Deakins the God. You know, calm down, but yeah, he's like one of the greatest. He's the native. The goat, the goat. Okay. Mm. Um. His shot of his shots are always gonna be amazing. This movie is very disjointed. Um I think in my first viewing I kinda said it feels like um a bit of um dang. I forgot. I think it was Six Weeks of Separation and I think Thomas Crown Affair and one other movie I forgot. But since y'all not going to see it, and it's out of theaters now, so I can explore <laughs> the crap out of this movie. Ain't, ain't no thing. Um, it's
1: really out of theaters already? Yeah, it is. Like, Ooh. I was planning on... Like, that
2: was, like, the last day to see it. And I was like, AMC? Like, well, the AMC near here is not playing it. But um, y'all ain't going to watch it anyway. Go ahead and tell it. So, um, the movie kind of flashes back and forth him as a child, mm. um, experiencing his mom's death at this bombing at the Met Gala in New York. Um... What happens is he meets, he goes to, um, dang, what's the name again? Um, She was the mom uncle, man. How am I forgetting her name? Oh, my gosh. Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman. Goes to Nicole Kidman's house only Yeesh. because he was friends with the kid in school, blah, blah, blah. Goes to meet his mag- magical Negro friend, uh, Jeffrey Wright, so on and so forth. Uh, his dad shows up. Coked out um Luke Owen and your girl from um what's her name whatever anyway goes to Cali, meets Finn, Finn is gay, kisses him. Well, Vegas, he comes back to New York, his life spirals out of control. No, well, not really spirals. But the thing that didn't make sense to this movie is after like watching the movie, I understand why he wanted to go to Nicole Kidman, because if you flash Further along in the movie near the end, they actually show him interacting with his mom the day before she died. Like, they kind of have the same features and the same love of art. Like, his whole time at that house, at Nicole Kiman's house with his friend, was him and the mom spending time together looking at art. And as he becomes an adult, he sp- still spends time with the family. And another note it makes no sense because he goes to Las Vegas and then he runs away from Las Vegas after his dad dies because he wants to stay with his dad's girlfriend he comes back to new york he goes right to jeffrey wright's house forgets the people he was living with for like those couple weeks and doesn't run into with them again until he finds his friend's brother who's like oh yeah your friend's dead and then from there rekindles relationship with the mom and the whole family it's really stupid but yeah i don't got time to go over because i'm a really bashes movie and for sake of time i'm not gonna do it but yeah, I feel like a few key plot points, they could have done it better. Like near the end, it feels kind of rushed because he meets Finn's character again, Boris, out of random. And Boris tells him, yeah, I stole your painting when we were kids. And he's like, "How? it's impossible, you couldn't have stolen it. And I was like, yeah, you've never opened up your dang picture. So the whole time, this whole movie, he's like from, he's like 10 to almost 20s whatsoever. He's kept the picture of the golden finch, the finch that he's stolen, wrapped up in newspaper it's the whole time. So he's never even really looked at it. He doesn't look look at it until Boris is like, "Yeah, nigga, I stole that." Then he goes looking at it, and it's not there. So, and he turns into this hotshot antiquities dealer. That's why I said it kind of felt like a Thomas Crown Affair. And then the last third of the movie is them trying to get back the painting. Yeah, it's it's really disjointed. Two out of five for me. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Ooh,
1: so it was a true bomb. It was a bomb. Yeah,
2: And I realized why it got made is because if you look at the reviews for the book, the book was one of those Instagram, oh, are you reading this type of things? And so that's why it got options so fast into becoming a movie by Warner Brothers. Was it Warner Brothers? I don't know. I don't care. Movie's bad. But had they took the time out to actually wait, it probably would not have gotten an option for a movie. So,
1: yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw Peanut Butter Falcon. And this is a Shia LaBeouf movie starring Dakota Johnson and Zach scan I'm not going to try and correct you. i probably going to get it wrong too. Gotiskin. I'm sorry for butchering his name. He was an amazing actor in this. So, basically, <laughs> the movie is about a man a young man with downs living in an assisted living home for the elderly and he has a dream he has dreams to become a wrestler so not only is he in that place um basically he's not supposed to be there because he has a whole different issue he's not elderly he's just mentally challenged so he runs into Shia LaBeouf's character and um they go on an adventure and it's kind of like a cliche tom and Hook type of movie <laughs> mark twain but it's a it's a really heartwarming story and it's basically showing how people the people in his in um in his his life were just looking down on down on him because he had downs they didn't believe in him but Shia LaBeouf's character actually believed in him and helped him to accomplish his goals so it was very good uh, Nigel Bluck did the cinematography he also did Deadpool and a couple other movies that were pretty good uh, the cinematography helped tell the story it was excellent it was excellent I would probably rate this movie a four maybe four and a half out of five it you just, there's some scenes in there, it's just like, oh man, gives me the warm, tingly feeling. And plus, <laughs> plus um, the actors, they just, their chemistry together was excellent. They gelled together. Um, John got us again. Sorry for butchering that again. His he played so well that it almost felt like he was doing it in real life. Like that's what he would naturally do. And that's to me that's rare. It's rare to see people be able to achieve st- a stunt st- like that so I know the movie was limited release but if you can get a chance to go see it I would suggest go see it it's one of the movies that I feel sticks out in Shia LaBeouf's catalog. Mm. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, I watched Good Time and uh, to quote P. Davidson, Good Time was the best movie in the entire ever made. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, Robert Pattinson deserved an Oscar. He also said that. That's... And that's true. Like if you I know people are always like kind of turned off by Rob Pattinson because of the whole Twilight thing. But I think now people are starting to see that he's such a great actor. And so this is pre-Batman Robert Pattinson <laughs> like before everyone's so hype on that. Robert Pattinson did an amazing job. This was directed by Benny and um, oh my god, what's his last? What's his other brother's name? Josh. Yeah, Benny and Josh Safdie, and um, (laughs) Benny plays the brother. Benny plays Robert Pattinson's brother. Uh, I think his name is Mike, Nick, Nick, and Robert Pattinson plays Connie. And basically, these are these two guys. Benny is mentally challenged. And Robert Pattinson is just a terrible human being uh, and a criminal. Like that's that's his character is just to be terrible. Well, we both um, watched
1: movies with mentally challenged people. On that. Yeah.
0: For that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um. And basically, they rob a bank. I'm not going to say all the details. I'll just say they rob a bank, and obviously, they get caught because they're not they're not smart. Like they're just like trying to get some money, and it's just and um Benny Safdie's character goes to prison and Rob is trying to bail him out so that's basically what the movie is about is Rob trying to get the money to bail his brother out now it's set in Queens so if you're from New York like you'll really really enjoy the movie because it's super accurate to like what you would see in the streets like I felt I was like oh my god I feel like I'm back in New York it was so I feel like for especially Rob, who is from Europe, like he's from London, for him to be able to like grasp the New York accent and the Queen's accent and just be able to totally like fade into that character, he's so good. The main thing that I noticed is, first of all, it's not a long movie. It's pretty short. It's like an hour and maybe 30 or 40 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's so fast paced. So you never feel like the movie drags at all. Like you're like with Rob the entire the entire movie so before you know it's over and you're like oh my god but it's so good like I was watching that movie like yo son anyways um, the main thing I noticed is the color that movie is just like pure color like every emotion that you're supposed to feel, you feel it because of the color. And the soundtrack is really good too, but the color is really like what highlights, it really elevates the entire movie, I I would say. Um, And in the beginning, Benny is in this mentally challenged, like, building where he takes classes and stuff. And if you just see the contrast between him, the building, and Rob at night trying to accomplish, like, trying to get his goal and trying to get the money for the bail... It's completely different. And I think they're trying to show you that like being in society and trying to get things together and trying to get your life together is boring, but trying to do something that's different and living on the outskirts of life and whatever is exciting and it's fast paced. And that's kind of what they captured. It was, it was so good. And I was rooting for Connie, even though he's a terrible person, like everything that he did in that movie was horrible to the people around him. He was just a jerk. Like he really was. But yet, I was like, I really wanted to go and get his brother out like I knew I understood his motivation, and he and you understand his perspective as like later on in the movie towards the end they don't really di- they don't really disclose why I mean they disclose why he does it, mm-hmm. but they don't disclose like why like what was in his head for him to commit the crime in the first place, like what is his mo and he kind of goes into it later on, and I really really liked it. everyone in the movie. Was spectacular. There's a young girl. There's a young black girl in the movie. Actually, I remember her name. I think it's like Tali or something. She was fantastic. I think she's like 15 years old. She was great. So go watch it. It's so it's so good. Why did not Why didn't Rob not get an Oscar for that? Don't know.
2: I'm just running through these guys' careers because I was I was looking at their filmography before after seeing the uncut Gems trailer that came out this mm. week. And I was like, yo, they've like cleaned house at like Tribeca and cans and like. They're
0: good. They're amazing. And like. They're really and, good. Yeah. And they're super indie. Like, I didn't even know about them yeah. for, all, for all until I heard about this film. So, mm-hmm. but like, for them to be that good on their film, like. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a film that was like written up yet. It was like Rob met them and was like, hey, I saw this picture online. Can we work together? And they kind of formed the characters and everything around Rob and everything. So it was like. They seem like they're super collaborative. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly the story they're trying to tell. Like, it was perfect.
2: And they got a... After Uncut Gems, they're doing a remake to 48 Hours. Okay, well. You know, with, I guess, it. I Gerard it. Carmichael and Eddie Murphy's role. We'll see how that goes. You know. cool. But, yeah. So, I know we've been talking a lot about streaming and whatnot, but you know they've currently kind of released all the network ratings mm-hmm. for the past 5 years and mm-hmm. it's not good? No. Yeah, like they're saying um collectively all the the five main English broadcasting networks has had a 7% decline in the past year and in context that's a lot mm-hmm. like from the average what to 24.6 million and they're down from and they're down like 26.6 so it's, it's a lot and it's same, even with the demographic of 18 to 50 years old it's fit, falling by almost 12% a year almost so yeah but they're kind of hoping and praying that because there's no Olympics that that wouldn't matter but Olympics is on what every four years or so but you still have super bowl you still have nba finals and all that stuff so they're kind of concerned like the only one who's was safe is fox because they have football still and they have like the mass singer and i think american idol and stuff but yeah it's not looking too good
0: yeah.
2: and they were saying um that their prime time viewers has dropped like 20 percent since 2014-15 and it's dropping off like thirty-five percent between that age group and private time. So and they're also saying that it's something more than just the those um streaming services because um they said approximately the people average about it declined from um two point seven to not two point not two point seven, um 9, 97. 8 million to ninety three point five. In the drop, and they're they're hoping and praying it's not just based on and Hulu's live TV package. So yeah, it's not a good look, and they're saying it's not just because people are watching Netflix and Amazon. So this trend of everybody hopping on that you know streaming platform bandwagon is going to continue.
1: You know, so yep. hey, I don't mean it makes sense. My household was a victim of that. We <laughs> <laughs> went from cable to streaming Mm -hmm. just because prices were fair exactly yeah exactly you're playing what a hundred and something dollars for the HBO package and Mm. and all the local networks and some networks that you don't even really watch and then you downsize to like a streaming platform where you can find every almost everything yeah Um. For like ten bucks a month to fifty bucks a month.
0: Yeah, so you
1: go, that's go like ahead. a fifty percent price cut. Yeah.
0: So I remember when my family used to watch American Idol every single. I forgot when it came out on maybe on Wednesday nights or thir- one of those nights. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was an event in our family. Like, we would all come together, sit down, and watch American Idol and stuff like that. And now it's like, oh, did you see ginger Things? Oh make sure you catch up so I can talk to you about it later. Like, that's kind of how the conversations changed. Like, I feel like cable TV brought people together in in a way that, like, like proximity-wise, right? Versus now it's like conversational, conversational, it's social media. Like, that's how we're connecting by watching these shows on our own. And then we come together and say, oh, this is how I felt about so-and-so and whatever. But now it's like you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, with these streaming devices. I mean, streaming platforms. And even if you have your show on Fox or ABC, like they have an app, so you don't even have to watch it on TV. You can just watch it when it comes out the next day, yeah. And still be caught up. And I feel like that's how they're still being somewhat profitable, profitable, because there is a place where they people are watching their shows.
2: Mm, The one thing I, the only problem I see in the future is at a certain point, they're gonna be like, okay, we have you locked in. Like how Netflix kinda just upped the subscription price. I feel like that's gonna happen where the subscription prices go back up till it doesn't make a difference, almost. You know, you're fine with being $5 now, but two years, five years down the road, you know, Disney Plus might cost you like 25 or whatever, you know? And that's That's, what we say, nope. Yeah. We cut it off
1: and then That's they'll go back the okay new best thing comes in yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll see All you know.
0: right. speaking of one of the shows that you can watch on netflix it's friends <laughs> friends 25th anniversary i'll be there for you, you. i'll be there for me too yeah um <laughs> 25 years since friends i honestly I, when i was younger i watched like so I think their stuff finished in 2004. Uh, and that's, like, maybe I watched a couple of episodes from that season. But that's, like, the last time I watched it on air. I didn't watch it again until it came on Netflix and I was in college. But then I really hopped on the bandwagon because I was like, yo, the show was great. Um, I really liked it. I feel like they didn't, looking back on it now, didn't age well at all. I'll say that. It did not age well. It aged really badly. But for some reason, they're still having younger viewers really connect to the show. And I just think that it's because they didn't try to make it too intricate. It's really simple. It's just about six friends living in New York City. Like, that's really all it is. And I think anyone can kind of connect to that or want that for their future. I knew when I was in college, I wanted something just like that. I was like, I wish me and my friends could live in, like, t- an apartment. And then their my boyfriends are, like, in the other apartment. And we could just hang out all the time. That sounded so yeah, nice. Right. Like, it sounded fun. It's not possible, especially in New York City. Like, that's, that's never going to happen. Unless but, you all,
2: like, room into the apartment together. Right. Like, unless we're all rooming yeah.
0: together. But I don't know. I liked it. I liked the characters. I liked how they all gelled together. You could tell that they were actually friends off set, too. So it, the chemistry worked.
2: Did you actually laugh watching that show? Oh, yeah. See? Okay.
0: I laughed big time. And the thing is the jokes are old cuz the jokes are from the 90s but like it was still funny. And it wasn't the words with that it wasn't what they were saying, it was the character. Um Yeah, it was their characters. Like their characters you got familiar with over a couple of seasons. So you knew that Ross was going to be like, "Oh, come on." Like he's going to be whiny and kind of annoying. Ross is my least favorite character, but um And, you know, Chandler was going to be like, could this be any more funny like that? Like you already knew what you were going to get. So whenever they did something, it was funny because you were like, oh, yeah, that's so Chandler, like that's so Monica. Like you felt like you knew them, which I liked. I liked the the inclusiveness of it on that level of like you felt like, hey, those could be my friends in some way, shape or form.
1: So for the people who haven't seen Friends, (laughs) What season would you suggest them start out on? Mm. Watch the first episode. Watch the pilot.
0: And then skip to season... uh, Either... Okay, season five. Season five is when a lot of their arcs start to kind of pick up. And then you'll... Because the fir- cause the first couple seasons is just them just in New York, like, dating people and trying to find their jobs and whatever. But, like, season five, they start to actually get, like, a footing with who they're going to be in the future by the time the show ends. So, there's some good stuff. Monica and Chandler get together season five.
2: And then they break – well, no, you said Monica and Chandler. I thought you were going to say Ross and Rachel. No, Ross
0: and Rachel break up earlier.
2: And then they get together again.
0: But not for a while. And then they, they, break really, up. they really they really stretch that plot. I'll and say that. And
2: then they get together again. They
0: don't, don't ever get back together until the very end of the series. No, but
2: their whole thing is I like you, but I'm not going to admit that I still like you kind yeah. of thing. the whole
0: Sam and Diane situation. Oh, Ross that and is Rachel. a good
2: reference. Yes. I'm proud of you.
0: Thank like, you. I know my stuff, <laughs> okay? That was okay? a Cheers
2: reference. I did not expect that at all. But that's it started. All. It started with yeah.
0: Sam and Diane, and then Ross and Rachel kind of did that, and then they did it in New Girl, and did it with this show, and this sitcom, so like... But Ross and Rachel really was like people. I know the showrunner was like someone in my church asked me like, "Are Ross and Rachel getting together in the end?" Like, that's how big of a deal their situation was, and it made a lot of. I mean, I have friends. I have black friends who are obsessed with Friends. Like, and Friends isn't an all white cast.
2: They're watching the wrong show. I need to watch Living Single. Yeah. Ooh, great but transition. you wanted to talk about
0: the guest stars.
2: I mean, no, I was like no. more so when I say guest <laughs> stars, like it's a long list of like so many guest famous stars. people have like, come through that show. Like, so many Bruce Willis people. and Christina Applegate won Emmys for being on that show. Like, Brad you had Pitt, yeah. Dakota
0: Fanning, George Clooney was on that show. Like, some major people were on that show. So yeah. it was like a lot for a lot of people, it was going on friends was like a huge boost to your career like if you were appearing on that like you were getting more job offers um paul rudd just ben stiller like a whole bunch of people yeah i really liked it does it age well no joey is probably the most egregious one of the whole thing um Mm -hmm. the stuff that he was saying was just like bro are you like And the showrunners were like, yeah, I can't believe we actually wrote that. We could have written a better joke there. We could have said this. The way they portrayed gay people and trans people. Like, it's just... There were, like, no black people on there until, like, the last season. Except for, like, one... um... To the the last... Second the last season, that's, like, the... Oh, no, actually, Gabrielle Union was a guest star. But she was only a guest star for, like, two seconds, and then she was gone. So, yeah. There are some things, like... If you're sensitive to those things, you're not going to like it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to be nice.
2: Yeah. But in that run, they've had like a lot of... A lot of their showrunners have gone on to do other projects. Yes. Like... Um, not a
0: lot of them are successful projects that like ran for a long time.
2: But you still got... But we saw them. The thing, thing like Martha Kaufman and David Crane, they did like Veronica's Closet. They were seeing that. They did The Class episodes, Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Which I guess is a Will and Grace spinoff. I don't know. They
0: did my show. What was it? My show my animated show that was my joint
2: no it's actually netflix it's a netflix series grace and frankie but my dude bill lawrence though scrubs spin city clown clone high Mm -hmm. you did you watch clone high ever oh she did um, okay clone high is they take all these historical figures like Gandhi, jfk joan of arc cleopatra all of them and like pull their dna and clone them into like high school kids it's like really weird but it's really fun to watch oh, the
0: look. wild thornberries i'm sorry that show is legendary so
1: true what that was from friends the so showrunner show yeah. or i
0: guess their writing staff. yeah uh jeff astroff and mike sickowitz? sickowitz let's see yeah they did the wild thornberries which is my joint. so i'm like yeah. okay but that's good. I feel like so even if you guest starred or even if you were in the writer's room, your career got further by just being on that show. I feel like it launched a lot of things and Yeah. Had a lot of good things like people would ask you like, Are you a Monica or are you a Phoebe? Like that you was
2: know, a thing. So we need to talk if we're gonna talk about Friends we gotta talk about the fevery and the shenanigans. <laughs> the shenanigans
0: from Living Single.
2: Living Single. Living Single debuted a year before Friends. Yeah. And then Friends debuted a year after, and then Friends was like, boop. So, so yeah.
0: historically, I watched a documentary on this of people where, in the eighties and in the nineties, a lot of white companies were taking influences from black shows, making and then like bringing it up a little bit to being like, oh hey, look at this show, we have some diversity, but then taking those same ideas and running with it with all white cast. And then kind of just forgetting about those black shows and leaving it in the dust to kind of just die. Yeah. Which is what happened with Living Single. There were people who were influenced. They were like, oh, we love this show. Let's do our own version. And our version has no black people on it. So,
2: Like, they were saying, like, with the show Friends, everybody was kind of ambiguously employed. Like, you only knew that Chandler had, like, a good job. Ross kind of went from job to job. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're living in, like... Downtown Manhattan.
0: They're living in Manhattan. Yeah.
2: Whereas in in living single
0: Manhattan rent costs like
2: like even with living single, you know they have a wedding planner. uh, Khadijah has a magazine. You know, one's a stockbroker, and they're living in a brownstone apartment in Brooklyn. Like they're actually employed, employed. Mm. And it was like that racial dichotomy showing if you're black in like a major city, you have to work, work. Mm. Whereas white, you can kind of just. Yeah, because none of them did anything K, for the most part. You know, yeah. like what what Rachel is like a works at a coffee shop for most of the show. Rachel helping cover rent in an apartment in downtown Manhattan. Hmm. What coffee shop you working at? She gotta be hmm. doing something on the side.
0: I'll say that um I definitely think that Living Single had better characters. Yeah, of course. Um the thing with the thing with friends was like what they try to show, because they're all white people, so it's like you're already ha- you're already benefiting from that white privilege, was that you had Rachel and Monica and Phoebe. Phoebe, who was, like, not really doing anything. Phoebe was really the poor one. She didn't really have any money. Rachel didn't have much money, but she came from money, which is why she was able to kind of, like, live her life for a bit. And Monica was the one who was struggling. She was maintaining She was kind of keeping things together. Yeah. But she wasn't in the job she wanted to do. And Rachel got the opportunities that Monica wish she could have gotten really easily because Rachel's pretty and she's
2: connections
0: and she's charismatic and whatever. And Monica really isn't. So, I mean, she is pretty, but she was fat and they had the whole thing about that. So anyways, I think that's what they tried. They tried to like, even it out where not everyone was at the same level of employment and success. It's like, they really had to work. Some characters had to work harder for it, but I mean, it's not the same. It's not the same thing.
1: It's Shout out Queen Latifah. Yeah.
2: Cause we're living ooh, single in a 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my girl. keep it. I don't know the rest of it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Okay. I like. I mean, I want. I want a, You know, Living Single comeback. Off on a tangent. I think she said that it is. It is. There's even a comeback. That and NY Blue. Those gonna come back. Not NYPD Blue. New York on the cover. That was my show. Okay. New York on the cover. But yeah.
0: Okay. Lost 15.
2: Did you watch Lost? No. Nope. My only knowledge of Lost is Plane Crash. Um I forgot the main actor's name. I forget. Everyone loved. I remember
0: growing up hearing about the show the way that I guess kids our age grew up hearing about Game of Thrones. Like everyone was talking about Lost all the time. Like it was it was one of those shows. And I think it kind of snowballs other shows kind of like that where it's sci-fi-y, kind of sci-fi kind of It
2: it's what gave um mm. put JJ J. Abrams on that bigger platform. Mm-hmm. So
0: I heard it was good. I Heard it was terrible at the end. I don't know.
2: I think it had the same game of
0: problems like at yeah. the end it just kind of went
2: left. So
0: You really can't keep a show running that long if you don't have a plan. I'll say that. Yeah. All of you want to be showrunners in the future,
2: plan your stuff out, have an ending in mind,
0: have an ending in mind. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, these shows ending are making me feel old, really. Like, geez, I lived through all of this, like it did. It feels like, like it was didn't, came didn't, out just you yesterday. you didn't watch
2: Friends when it was out, out,
0: though. No, so yeah, but I mean, just like Game of Thrones, and I yeah. remember Lost being like a phenomenon. And that was 15 years ago, so <laughs> just makes me feel old anyway.
2: So, so, didn't Marvel, Disney? Mm, brothers, I read this
0: article and laughed. Which one? The first one, the, they're concerned with Captain. yeah. About Cat. I her. literally
2: laughed. My thing, the rumor doesn't make sense because it's like, hey, because Spider Man's not here, we don't trust you anymore to be <laughs> what our lead. Like, what does that, like, mean? What I does don't that mean? Like, and the funny thing is, another rumor out is out. Okay, backtrack. This is about. Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. Apparently, the story is Disney and Marvel are losing confidence in her, be- more so because of the loss that of Sony of Spider Man to Sony, which they're unsure of her being the face of the MCU going forward. I didn't even know she was the
0: face of the MCU going forward. I didn't even know that was a plan. Didn't know. I didn't even hear about that. Well, I guess that whole Sony thing didn't happen until just recently. But yeah, I'm. I mean, listen. <laughs> Listen, Captain Marvel was not a great movie and Brie Larson isn't, she's not a, she's not a Robert Downey Jr. You know, she doesn't have that thing that make that, she doesn't have that magnetism that like draws you in and makes you excited about what's coming up next. Like That charisma. That, she doesn't have the charisma. And I think Scarlett Johansson probably does a better job at that. Like if we're just talking about women, not even men. And that's kind of, but like, if you see, like, I mean,
2: happy you said it, not me.
0: (laughs) I can say it because I don't. You can say it, you know. Um, they didn't bring up her movies at all, or any prospect of her films at all. At um, D um
2: D twenty three D twenty three. Yeah,
0: she wasn't in Phase Four. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not. I wasn't. I don't think anyone left the theater of. Watching Captain Marvel and was like, Yes, I can't wait to see the next one. Like, I don't think anyone had that feeling.
2: I think we were like, Oh, okay, cool. I mean, going off the strength of, because um, he who did he who does he name drop in Homecoming? Well, I he name drops Captain Marvel, Thor, and somebody else, mm. which you figure going because he name dropped him in Far From Home mm. and he's the tail end of their phase three going into phase four, Spider Man, Captain Marvel, Thor, blah, blah, blah would be your big. Not it faces your franchise, and they're still kind of leading on Thor because Thor is now getting a fourth movie. But you know, and I guess without Spider Man, there is that linchpin. They're kind of hesitant. So, and I
0: guess they need a new face because Robert's gone, wink wink, and so is
2: Tom Holland. Tom Holland, which were they banking on from Chris
0: Evans? So it's like, okay, who's gonna be next? I thought it would be Black Panther. Comical-wise, you would think Chris it would be... Chris Pratt for Star-Lord. Yeah. Maybe, but like... And if they want a woman to do it, that's fine. I think they're coming out with something that's involving a woman as the lead actress. It seemed pretty... Like, when they came out with their movies for, for Phase 4, like, it was pretty female I
2: mean, it was more the TV stuff. I don't think they announced the movie at all for Oh, no, that's four. the Asian
0: character. Sorry, not the same. Not, he's getting his first movie. Uh, Quan Chi. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you know, apparently snowballing out of that, that they didn't really announce um, Captain Marvel two, and it still has no writer, no director, no nope. release date, no production announcement, and it snowballed into other movies like apparently Ant Man three might be canceled,
0: which I'm fine with.
2: I don't think it deserved the three quote no. like ant-man's ant-man i don't feel like he's like one of those kids like, oh i gotta watch this ant-man movie so i'm fine with it i watched it because there i because you had to because
1: because <laughs> it was filler between yeah it was you know, a filler movie it was the pilot, so i watched it a before I watched cleanser
0: endgame i think yeah right.
1: it was endgame man yeah. but
0: um it's not i feel like ant-man is a good side character like if you have an in an avengers movie you're straight Mm-hmm. having his own movie it just seems kind of unnecessary like i don't care not at all and i love paul rudd just don't care
2: i'm fine with it if they go if they switch it to um a disney plus show yeah i'm fine with Let it. it be a show that's Let fine. It be a show
0: that's fine who cares especially
2: now that you don't really have you don't know who your avengers team is going to be mm-hmm. and
1: ant-man really didn't do much in the movie he was more like hey guys we can do this. He can yeah. do this. which he is was weird. Like relief. you have a guy who can go
2: like mm-hmm. twenty stories tall and stomp through everybody. Like there should have be been more shots in the battlefield scene of like him in the background just mowing things down, or even grabbing the ship out of the sky and crushing it. Like, yeah, no. Hmm. So we'll see. Hopefully, he gets we knew that plus. Avengers
0: assemble. Like when he whispers it at the end. Ooh. still get chills.
2: Who? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Oh, everybody's waiting for that. Like, Avengers. He grabbed the
0: hammer and he, went, and then he whispered the, assembly. That's the... That's the thing. He whispered it at the end. And then, so I was like, oh, my God,
2: yes. He whispered it? Yeah. I don't think he whispered it. I think the he was roar... Like,
0: Avengers, assemble. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going down. And it did.
2: Like, I I don't know. Like, it was funny watching that movie the roar of the crowd and the roar of, like, the actors, like, in
0: sync in that moment. It was beautiful. <laughs> like, <laughs> watching that with the audience is perfect. Yeah. yeah.
2: Anyway. And then... There are currently rumors also thinking that Tony Stark is going to be back.
0: Which I felt in my heart. I knew it. Yeah. Because he can't stay away. What else is he going to do?
2: I mean, especially now if, He's they're, Iron having Man, like <laughs> with, if they're having issues. like, if they issues with Brie Larson. So you kind of need. Per-
0: it, I saw that it would. People were saying it would cheapen the fact that he died, and they made such a huge deal about it in Spider Man Far From Home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm, But honestly, like.
2: So apparently apparently the thing was He's he R- was R-M. shooting scenes for, um, he sh- appears in Black Widow, which right. takes place- which makes sense,
0: because she was in
2: him. Which takes place in, um. after Civil War and before Infinity War, so it kind of does make sense, but I don't know if they're going to bring him back in its entirety, and if they do, they got to figure out how, now they don't have Spider-Man. Hmm. <laughs> you, you thought she was going to light it up? <laughs> no.
0: Uh, yeah. So- um, Interesting. Yeah.
1: Always looking for a lituation A lituation
0: Let's see if these questions give you a lituation uh, Or are a lituation Question one mm-hmm. If you were stuck on a desert island With only one show to binge Which show would it be?
1: My answer is a little bit of a nerd answer I'd want something that's long running Because You have five seasons And You've got 12 episodes a season. You're going to be on that island for a little while. So um, my nerd answer would be Naruto Shippuden. One, because I've never seen it. Two, because it's super long. Wait. It's like 500 episodes. That's the
2: anime you choose, though, if you're stuck on an island? I've never seen it. Why don't you choose Detective Conan? It's got like a thousand plus episodes. Because I've never heard of Detective Conan. <laughs> hey. Well,
0: there that's you go. That's a fair point.
1: <laughs> Detective Conan.
2: Um,
0: you... What would you watch? The Office, obviously. That's nine episodes, 20-something episodes. I mean, that's nine seasons, 20-something episodes in each season. It's, Always makes me laugh, no matter what. I'll e- be content.
2: Even the last season?
0: Oh, yeah. The last season is funny. Okay. I think people knock it because they knock the last couple of ones because obviously Stu Carell is in there. Mm-hmm. But that joint is so funny. Like, it's weird, but it's so funny. Crying at some of those episodes
2: I don't know what would I watch Probably Batman the animated series <laughs> I don't know it's all—it's one of those things On my rewatch list for some reason So I think I'd I don't been think watch that, that
1: series lasted very long did it
2: I'm not sure A couple years
1: Hey I'd have fun though Okay that's so all. That's all that, that's the all that
0: matters. matters. That's all
1: that matters. Okay. <laughs> and then we end up like um, what's it called? Swiss Army, Swiss <laughs> Army man. <laughs> After our shows are done, we just try to hang ourselves. Yeah. And then. Or make it back home and decide not to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Ride a very gasful um. Harry Potter guy.
0: Yikes. Okay, <laughs> number two. Um, if you could choose one hobby that now sees out of reach, either financially or time-wise, which hobby would you take up and why? Um, for me, playing piano, I really... Wait, that's a skill, not a hobby. Hobby skill. We could, but I mean, yeah. Eh, I really would love to play the piano and the guitar. I just wouldn't like to have like those talents. Not to bring in La La Land again, but... <laughs> You know, Ryan Gosling learned how to play the piano he played jazz piano so that's more specific but I would love to like I would love to have a project that forced me to do it like oh you have to do this movie and you have to learn x y and z skill like learn that I'd be like yeah dope and then that's a skill that you have forever so I mean yeah why not
2: mine would probably be owning a racing team or being a racing driver I don't know i feel like it's one of those hobbies that are financially out of touch for black people oh. so i mean it is to be honest so oh horseback yeah.
0: riding yeah.
2: yeah so yeah Definitely. race car driver or on a racing team
1: wow
0: i love horses
1: both of you guys said things that i would have said <laughs> um i can't really pick one racing was on my list i would love to race yeah um I definitely want to play an instrument. I want to play two instruments. I want to play both guitar and bass guitar. Mm. I love those. But for diversity, because I really think I would choose uh, playing guitar and bass guitar, but for diversity, I would say shooting guns, collecting and shooting guns. (laughs) Um, Wow. They're fun
2: okay uh, last question what is the craziest thing you've ever done
0: i don't know what in context this means so i don't
2: huh Craziest like something probably could have got arrested for something you, that's outrageous out of this world like uh you don't have one you need an example
0: outrageous well i don't know if i can answer the question
2: why?
1: Because
0: I don't think I've done anything outrageous or out of this world. Like,
1: has your life ever been in danger?
0: I don't know. Maybe I probably wasn't aware of it.
1: Okay, so the craziest
2: thing <laughs> I've ever done is gone streaking. You know, yeah, I went streaking with my friends. So yeah, that's the craziest thing I've done. Where did you streak to? Um, this is in Huntsville. We we're at Mount Sano one night drinking and stuff. And someone was like, yeah, let's go streaking. And I was like, yeah, let's just go streaking. And we went streaking at Mount Saino. Good times. I
0: think that's all the details we need on that. That's it. Yeah, that's I think all that's it. it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I had a party on a weeknight. Oh,
2: oh. <laughs> on a night,
0: <laughs> Is that crazy? I had uh, the turnstile with the cops right there. I remember that. I mean, a and he stopped me and he was like, why did you just do that? And I was like, you know, honestly, I don't have a good answer for you. I just felt like doing it, and I didn't have any more money on my card. I think that was the thing. It was like
2: that's every day a martyr for me. <laughs> I'm tapping that empty thing. And I'm crawling You behind just have the turnstile.
0: The cops were right there. That was what made it stupid. Like I feel like everyone does it all the time, but you don't do it with the cops right there.
1: They're not watching. They? I didn't yeah. care. Yeah, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. So. I think the craziest thing I did was jump into the deep end of a swimming pool knowing that I couldn't swim.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out?
1: I learned how to swim so <laughs> fast. You had to, you had I, to, like. I had
2: to. Um, I learned how to swim. You do that little, that little drop to the bottom, you try and jump back you, up. To right.
1: <laughs> it was like, Ooh, my, my legs aren't touching the bottom. Oh, I got to figure this out real quick. You get. <laughs> And then I got to, when I come up, I better not look like a punk. My boy's watching me. Did that uh you,
2: okay, we were talking about playing Sonic earlier. You know, the water levels, that little timer, go off and hit a little. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, man. Okay. Uh.
0: Weekend recommendations.
1: All right. Oh, go ahead. I recommend music documentaries on Netflix. I watched James Brown with my sister. And it was cool seeing that David Bowie's dance move came from James Brown. Which James Brown Which, documentary? James
0: Which dance move?
1: It's a weird leg thing. The little shimmy he does. Yeah, that little shimmy thing. uh okay. <clears throat> And they in the in the documentary I wish I knew the name of mm-hmm. because my sister chose it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to watch this. Then I watched it, I'm like, oh, it was good. So they show James Brown doing it, and then they have a click clip of nick jagger doing it right afterwards and it's just it was sad it was sad but you just knew where it came from Mm -hmm. it's kind of like friends and living single stealing from black talent yep yep but mm,
2: you want to go first or no okay um i'm kind of on a whole cooking show cooking movie binge like i rewatched chef with John Fabro, wonderful movie, and then from there I've been watching like his show from of this season. I've been watching Great American Bake Off. I've been watching a lot of cooking shows. Like I want to go make like falafel this weekend just because of that. Like, mm. yeah. So.
0: Okay, I have a bunch. Okay. So the first thing I watched was um, Hello Privilege. It's me, Chelsea Handler. So that's Chelsea Handler's documentary on white privilege. It was excellent. Um, I think. Oh, yeah. Love documentaries. Watch documentaries. They're the best. (laughs) The fact that a white person uh, just acknowledged that white privileges are a a thing and wanted to understand that whole stuff that they don't think is related to them, but actually is related to them, um, was really, really good. Um, You Are Never Really Here, which is Joaquin Phoenix i suggest if you're gonna watch the joker probably watch this first um this in the master
2: that's the movie where everybody thought he was legitimately quitting acting
0: i guess so yeah probably okay. oh it was fantastic oh, and it looked there was a shot that was just so beautiful that i actually almost screamed i was like how is this so beautiful this is it's great and it's by a director i've never even heard of before but It's fantastic. Please go watch. First Reformed with Ethan Hawke. Another great movie. It's shot in um, a three by four aspect ratio. So it feels super claustrophobic, super realistic. It's really, really good. Um, And then Killing of a Sacred Deer by Yorgos Lanthimos, who did The Lobster, who did The Favourite. This is another one of his movies. Really heavy, weird subject matter If you watch his other movies, you'll kind of understand, like, the rhythms they speak in, and you'll kind of get with it easier, but very good as well. So go watch those. All of those are on Amazon. Chelsea Handler's documentaries on Netflix. Please watch. These are great.
2: So you said the movie was was called uh, You Were Never Really Here? Yes. Okay.
0: Awesome movie. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm. And these are pretty... short movies as well they're not that long so you can i watched them all today <laughs> so you could rip through those right. hey all right well that's all from us Did you
2: want to mention this? Um, i mean no you want to you know repeat the giveaway if you want yes yeah. well i
0: mean i was asking about this specifically but you no know, we could okay. we
2: could do whatever it was just there
0: so yes thank you for listening to our podcast episode 10 we're on a roll guys again follow us on our instagram and our twitter um and we're having our giveaway so just follow us on instagram or twitter and then comment on our latest post and tell us which your favorite brad pitt movie is and you can be entered to win the giveaway of the ad astra ad astra ad astra astra okay post your giveaway I'll get it right one of these days.
1: One of these days. One of these days. Of these days. Okay. So, this is Dale.
2: This is Cindy. This is
1: Jermaine. AKA the Lituation. Hope you guys have a lit weekend. All right, bye. Bye.